Hello, everyone. Welcome to the EUG podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Michael Lange. Michael, thank you for joining us today. Hector, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me here. And also, thank you for all the friendship for all those years. Oh, of course, it's a of pleasure course, to be here, my friend. So let's just jump right into it. So let's talk a little bit about your upbringing in Brazil. How was the life? The life is good. You know, now I have another goals. I mean... I just retired from the competition. Now I'm, I'm running the Alliance headquarters over there. I'm super excited with this. Of course, it's a huge responsibility. Take care about Fabio's legacy. But yeah, man, life is good. Cannot nice, complain. nice, nice. So tell me a little bit about your upbringing, how you grew up. All know, right, yeah. And where you I, grew up. I just grew up, uh, grew up in uh, São Carlos. That's my hometown. It's two hours and a half from São Paulo by car. You know, it was a small city. Uh, and this city, I just met Cobrinha. We just trained Capoeira together, you know, before Jiu-Jitsu. And Cobrinha was like a big influence on my Capoeira game. So when he started training Jiu-Jitsu, I thought, all right, this guy is doing this. So something good there is over there, you know. So he just invited me to, to, to be part of the Jiu-Jitsu class. And I went there just to have a fun, to see what's going on. And I decided to train once per week. But when I realized it, man, I was, all my focus was on jiu-jitsu. You know, I found there, in that time, you know, jiu-jitsu had like a better organization in, a, in terms of competition. And I just found there the possibility to challenge myself and to see if my knowledge was good enough. You know, so I just got in love with this martial mm. arts, man. Nice. And this was just a, a, a hobby that you started with? Uh, or was it like, man, I, maybe I can do this professionally? What, what was it? You know, from the beginning was just to complement the capoeira game. Okay. Because capoeira, you know, is like, a, is, there's no like a rule set when you're going to play capoeira. You know, and in that time, most of the guys start to do some like a double legs and all this stuff, you know, just to control uh, uh, the opponent. And I thought, all right, I'm going to do this just to help me and complement my capoeira game. But as I said, I just got in love with the art. And then I started to invest all my time training jiu-jitsu. And I could realize, you know, what was like blue belt, that jiu-jitsu was what I would like to do for the rest of my life. And it's very fun because when I decided to, to leave from jiu-jitsu, I thought, all right, I have to, I need to have a conversation with my dad right. and I have to say for him what I want to do. What did, what did your father say? Yeah, that, that's the point. And I was like a scar. I didn't right. know how he can, he can receive that information. You know, right. my dad's like a, you know, was a hard worker. Right. And when I, Said for him that I'm training jiu-jitsu, I think I'm good enough, and that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And he thought, all right, Michael, that's what I want to do. I'm going to support you no matter what. You know, I'm just going to ask you one thing. You have to be the best, you know. And I said, all right, I'm going to do this. And I'm so proud of my career, you know. I won the awards as blue, purple, brown. When I got my black belt, I was like a Almost four years, no loss. And I thought, all right, 
I'm doing exactly what I promised to my dad. Mm -hmm. And when I lost, right after four years, yeah. you know, and I went back to Brazil. And I I'm just, gonna st I'll stop you right there. How did it feel after like that loss? So, what, where did it take yeah, you? Yeah, that's the point. I was like a, so frustrated. It's not because of me, because of the loss, but because of my dad, what I promised to him. And when I got in Sao Paulo, I was like a mad. And I thought, all right, I have to, to talk with my dad. Another conversation. And I just got my car, went to, to, to my hometown, and I said, Dad, I just want to say apologize. You know, I just lost, and I promised to, to be the best. Wow. But I promise I'm going to train even harder, and I'm going to give my best every single day. And he told me, all right, Langi. Uh, I gotta say one thing. I think you didn't understand very well our first conversation. When I when I asked to you, you know, to be the best, it's not the best in the business. You know, the best jiu-jitsu ever. You know, when I asked to be the best, was the best version of you. You have to be better today. Wow. You were yesterday, and better tomorrow. You are today. Your personal development. You know. And I think that was the most important lesson that I learned in my life. You know, no matter what you're going to do, you have to give your best. But you need to understand that sometimes your best is not enough. But it's, True. it's, a, it's okay. Life right, is right. It's hard. Yeah. It's a dark place. Absolutely. You know? But you have to give your best no matter what. If your best is not enough, it's okay. You go back home. You're going to work on it. And then you're going to try even harder. Right. You know? But yeah, man, was yeah, was I, very important for me. Man, I went also four years without losing, and the time I lost, I told Cobrinha, "Oh, I'm not built for this." You know, I started doubting myself. Do you, did you feel the same when, yeah, when that happened? Like, because, wait a second, what's, man, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, right? it's part of the game, you know, yeah. because we are like a human being. You know, that's the motion is really hard to control. But the point is, I'm not saying, "All right, you don't need to to be upset." Of course, you know, you, you, you can. But in the day after the competition, we have two options. Or we're going to complain and we're going to think, oh, life is hard right. and I'm not good enough. Right. Or, okay, what I, had, what I did wrong, my mistake, what can I do to get better and learn from that situation? You know, that's the point. You yeah. know, or you can just take a seat and yeah. cry. Or start to walk right. again. Yeah, and Cobrino has always been that way, right? After a loss, he'll tell you, back to the lab. Man, that guy, his mindset is unbelievable, you know. Uh, and the people that don't, never been around him on a personal level, don't understand that this guy is different. He's built different. He thinks different. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't stop. Right now, he's still training. He's still learning new things, new uh, martial arts. And man, he's he's something different. Not yeah. because he's my professor. You know him as well for a long time. And he's I think just... he, he has the most important thing. It's not only on in terms of competition, jiu-jitsu, but for life. You know, the infinite mindset. You know, learn as much as you can. Every single day you have to learn a new thing in all the aspects, business, training, life, whatever. And he does it very well, you know. He's a hard worker, man.
Yes. Unbelievable. Yes, unbelievable. Um, so tell us a little bit of now you opened your, uh, your own academy with your brother in San Carlos, yes? Yeah. I'm running the Alliance headquarters. I'm the owner over there. As mm -hmm. I said, it's a huge responsibility. And I opened another school in my hometown with my brother. We have a jiu-jitsu school, of course. But also, I just opened a CrossFit oh, nice. academy over there. And it's a different business, but at the same time, it's, it's nice, you know, it's a challenge to learn about new things, as we said, you know, it's right. important in your personal development. Right. And yeah, man, I'm so happy, especially with my brother, you know, you know, my brother, yes. he was like a super talent, right. but he just decided, you know, like stay away different from jujitsu, yeah. uh, different path. Uh, yeah. And I never understood very well the reason he just left. You know, he's like a close guy, you know, it's really hard to start a conversation with him. Mm -hmm. But now he's happy again, you know, like training every single day, teaching. Awesome. And I feel that he's like uh, happy again, nice. you know what I mean? Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. And now you've made the transition from being a competitor to being an instructor. Yes. How has that transition been for you? It's really hard, especially because when you are an athlete, you are selfish, you know, we're going to build your world. Okay, if you want to be part of my life, it's about my rules, in my, right. my terms. When you are an instructor, it's more about to give something than to take something. You Correct. know what I mean? Correct. So it's not about you anymore. It's about give the best for your guys. And it's really hard for you, you know, change this mindset. Because when I said, when you are an athlete, you need to be selfish. And it's not like a bad. It's good. Because you have to think what's better for you, for you to be successful. You know what I mean? But when you're going to work with people and when you're going to run a group of people, it's not about you anymore. You have to think what's best for those guys, right. you know, and it's the opposite way, you know, it's really hard, but yeah, it's at the same time, it's really nice because my goal today, not only in competition, but in life, you know, is just make people's life better through the jiu-jitsu, right. you know, jiu-jitsu just changed my life. You, if you ask to me, Eilangi, all right, you, you do jiu-jitsu. Let's say, what, what was your plan B? My plan B was do jiu-jitsu as well, right. you know? It's just a, a, a make the plan A works. <laughs> right, right, B, right. You know? But it was like, that, okay. That's the point. Yeah, And I feel like a lot of, especially nowadays, and obviously I run an academy and I have, but I always tell my students like, man, you have to ba have a backup plan because... This might not be you get hurt. Um, you know, how are you going to build it? Yeah, you can win a world title. I've seen a lot of guys win world titles and still live in an apartment, yeah. right? And it's like, wait a second. What's the plan after the career? We're, and if you guys have done a great job at Alliance to help these guys build their brand after the fact, learn business, learn how to open a run an academy. Yeah. All that's you know, very important. A lot of these guys don't. They yeah. continue. Okay, I want a, a black world world title. Okay. But you're still sleeping with 10 more guys. What's the next step? What is the plan after this? Because yeah. 
the windows very small. You get to a certain age, and okay, how are you gonna how are you gonna support yourself after thirty five? Let's say until you're seventy. That's Things true. change. You know, win a world title is man, it's very nice. I'm proud of, but the point is, it one goal will have like as I said the uh, mind infinite mindset. You you just reach your goal. What is the next one? Mm-hmm. The day after that, you know. Right. And as you said, that you, you, you active your goals as an athlete is one point, but you have a life right after that. You know, exactly. what are you gonna do? Have to run your business? You know, you have to, uh, uh, the, the most important thing, and that, that's what Alliance Associ- Association is doing right now. You know, use Jiu Jitsu as a personal development, you know, And today I can realize that a lot of lessons that I learned from jiu-jitsu I can apply in my normal life. Correct. You know, when I have some problem, I think to myself, all right, what I learned in jiu-jitsu that I can apply in this situation to get out better, you know? Yes. And yeah, man, jiu-jitsu is amazing. You know, it's the best martial art ever, you know? Yes, yes. So... um If you had a message to the next generation, what would you tell them? Uh, You went through, obviously, a a different uh, generation time, but now the new generation is a little bit different, right? What what message would you send them? Work hard. You know, that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter what you're going to do in your life. You have to work harder than anybody else. You know, the consistency is very important. You know, it's not about to do this once per week, one week per month, or one month per year. Every single day you have to do exactly the same thing, you know, and the discipline. You know, a lot of people say, says, Elangi, uh, you just, you know, fought all the competition, you know, over, you know, 15 years. What do you do, you know, to keep, you know, like motivating. It's not about motivation, man. I just woke up like a few times, you know, like my motivation really, really strong. Right. It's about discipline. It's about you wake up every single day and you say, all right, I would like to stay here to watch a move, to relax, but I have to do this, you know. It's about to do what you don't want to do. You know what I mean? All right, I have to train. There is no negotiation. Okay, I know I'm going to rest today and then I'm going to train even harder tomorrow. No, man, there's no negotiation. Right. You have to wake up, just grab your gear, go to school and give your best. Right. And remember, sometimes your best is not enough, but it's all good. You have to give your best no matter what, you know. Right. So that's what I want to say, you know, work hard, discipline, you know. Uh, another important thing, you know, and now is a lot of people... They are talking about like, oh, jiu-jitsu professional as an athlete. Jiu-jitsu is not professional, you know. Our hard work is, is professional, but I mean, you have to think what is our next step. If you're just thinking about to be as good as you can as an athlete and you forget about life. the rest of things, mm-hmm. it's not li- on life, but it's about business, right. you know. You need to learn how to be a good instructor as well. You know, that's, agree. 
one important lesson that Fab just taught me. I was winning a lot of competition, and he just told me, hey, Langi, I'm going to say one thing. You, if you win all the competition and you are good as an athlete, it doesn't care anything in terms of instructor. You know, yeah. there's a different skills. So what I have to do is just try to improve as an athlete, as an instructor, and as a businessman. You know, for each person, you need a different skills, you know, and you have to train this every single day. So what I can see, you know, the, the new generation, they just want to say, okay, I'm professional fighter, you know, I'm professional athlete, and I just want to train, and I don't care about to improve as instructor. Man, that's a big mistake. I, I agree. That's a big mistake. I agree. You know, because, all right, you can be a professional athlete maximum 35 years. That is correct. Let's say 37. Yeah. But what are you going to do right after that? Exactly. You know, for life. Exactly. I you know, agree with you. You have to think, what is your next step? Have to yes. jump to the other other uh, uh, go. You know yes. what I mean? Great message for the for the next generation. I really appreciate you coming out and uh, you know spending the time here at the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, guys, till next time, keep evolving and in everything that you do. We'll see.